0: This is the Digital Influence with Ryan Hobart. Stories of digital transformation in business, in relationships, and in life. Welcome to another episode of Digital Influence. Uh, today... We're talking about, uh, well, something I have an ongoing interest in, and that is, is in the general area of education and dealing with our youth. We have, we know in South Africa, and not just here, but in many areas in the world, education is not keeping pace with the demands of a modern technologically driven world and consequently we see a number of activities and programs and things coming to life being uh, being brought to us by uh, the private sector in most cases you know ideas and programs that can help with education we have things like Africa Code Week and and and, and other such programs now so i have so we're talking about that topic today, and I have with me in the studio, Melissa Naidu from RS Components. Now, when you say RS Components, it doesn't immediately sound amazing and, and, uh, and sexy, but I think what they're doing is. So firstly, Melissa, hello, welcome, and thank you for being here.
1: Hi, Ryan. Great to be here.
0: So we're talking about the youth, education as a general thing. So let's start with, the problem that you guys have perceived, and then we'll get into how you, you, you think you're going to be solving it, but what is the problem from your standpoint?
1: Well, from an RS perspective, uh, what we've noticed is that, uh, our general group of customers are all engineers. And, um, year after year, we're just finding less and less, uh, kind of design and computer engineers coming to the fore, uh, and wanting to study it as a, as a university subject. Um, and if we, if we look Back through the last, I would say, five to ten years in the education sector, um, we've had things like poor quality of education, um, no access to uh, the right kind of textbooks, and then things like maths, science and technology actually dropping off um, the radar and um, children moving into to the life sciences. And what we thought of is what could we come up with to kind of drive a big interest in education, specifically in math, science and technology. And uh, we partnered with a group of design engineers. Uh, one of the founders is called Urban Upton, and they're based in the UK. And interestingly enough, they faced a similar kind of problem.
0: in the, In the UK? That's correct. Okay.
1: And um, where where the kind of solution came to the fore was um, very much the same kind of problem they were facing. And they decided to design something called the Raspberry Pi. And it should be kind of lighting up sparks with the audience if you do know what the Raspberry of Pi course, is. Yeah. Um, and it's basically the smallest computer board that is currently available in the world. And, uh, the main objective was for it to sell at 35 US dollars. And from a cost perspective, that would mean that every child could hopefully have a Raspberry Pi to play with and effectively giving them a computer. Um, now the background of why the Raspberry Pi is coding um and the kind of very basic foundation of coding is maths um coding language um science and then obviously putting everything together so then you're moving into things like automation robotics um inventions and that's how that grew and they've had huge phenomenal success in the uk and we decided of course why don't we bring it into the rest of the world and um because of the kind of challenges we face in south africa we thought this would be the perfect tool to kind of bring into our schools
0: and what is so what is the so what is the end game then you i mean the problem you're trying to solve is the fact that you have there aren't enough there aren't enough kids doing science math technology so that there's engineers coming out at the end uh which which as we know is incredibly important so where where does this come in How are you solving the problem with the Raspberry Pi? I mean, who, who you, who you targeting in order to solve that problem?
1: That's a great question. So what we found in the South African context is actually that businesses have just grasped this and for obvious reasons, for prototyping and building inventions, it's, it's been awesome. Um, and then we started digging a little bit deeper into the, um, into actually a deeper problem that South Africa has. And there were three aspects that we found. The first is the actual curriculum. Okay, and we're moving into a technology world. With, uh, we're talking Internet of Things, um, access to computers, etc. And yet our kids in South Africa don't have number one basic access. We fulfill They're the, still
0: struggling with the analog of things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Um, moving from, from the, yes, like you said, the, the basic things from analog to digital. And so we fixed the problem from a cost perspective. And then we discovered that the actual curriculum, there's very basic coding programming available in public schools. Education Um, and that We've opened up the discussion with the Department Of Education and how we actually Increase that by using our Raspberry Pi And then we moved on to the next Step of how are these kids going to learn To program and we found quite a big gap in terms of teacher education. And so what we're now thinking of offering is free workshops to teachers because we've built a whole curriculum around coding, um, uh, you know, projects around Raspberry Pi. Um, and so that fills that gap. And then the final gap where we feel that, you know, we actually have to complete, um, uh, you know, the kind of journey is, yes, you've got a computer board. If you're a design engineer, you know that you now need an HDMI cable, you need a power supply, you need X, Y, and Z. Um, And of course a teacher doesn't know that And so what we've done is We've actually packaged it quite nicely for them So it's a plug and play solution So just in terms of giving kids access to these these kinds of tools there's a whole ecosystem built around it so when you learn programming on a raspberry pi you also have access to maths programs you also have access to the internet so you can do research you can do projects Um, you learn how things work practically in the world from putting in what if you put something in what do you get out if you change a figure, if you change your coding, what are the kinds of inputs? You know, what is the electrical voltage of something? And just by by kind of tangibly playing with these things, um, kids have opened up a whole new world of being inventive. Um, I'll give you a really good example. We were at the Eskom Expo, and Aris was just one of the sponsors, but... Um, the students had to present projects um, of solving real-world problems, and they actually used the Raspberry Pi. Number one, it was cost-effective um, because they had something to play around with. They could pull it apart, break it, build it, um, and even build little robots, etc. So, I mean, just to see young students from the age of twelve um, with no coding background being able to build a mini robot—I mean, that's fantastic.
0: And where, okay, how long, how long have you been involved with this? How long has RS Components been involved with this?
1: Uh, RS Components has been involved, um, at the inception of Raspberry Pi, which is around, uh, 2010, 2011. Okay. But in South Africa, it's only been available since 2012.
0: All right, fine. And, and, and what's been done with it thus far? And, and what is the vision of where, where this goes?
1: Um, so for now, uh, you know, our, our kind of big um, uh, objective is obviously to get it into every school, into every child's hands. Um, and where it's gone so far is more in kind of the coding clubs. Um, and like I said, that's why we've kind of ta- targeted kind of three sectors. So that's first working with the Department of Education to get coding into schools, then working with teachers, and then, of course, um, trying to implement it physically into schools. So we've had one or two success stories. We've, we've actually built computer labs uh, for students. Um, and now we're just trying to make it more sustainable and get it into every school in South Africa.
0: And uh, which areas have you been involved with thus far, up till now? Is it sort of across the country, or have you sort of focused, or you know, worked to establish it in one or two areas? Or
1: well, that's actually why we're working with the Department of Education because we'd like it to be across South Africa. Mm. Um, there are little pockets of, of where this is in. There's some in the Western Cape. There's some in in Gauteng, and there's a there's a few in Durban. Um, it's a little bit more prevalent in private schools and model C schools but because of the benefit we see in this we're trying to get it into the public schools
0: and and what are the challenges with that Um, uh, you know I mean you're dealing with the Department of Education that's its own interesting little journey there but what what are the challenges with this what are the What difficulty are you running into with this?
1: I think our biggest challenge is, um, like I said, that lack of education. And when we uh, approach the Department of Education, um, there's already a step back because they don't understand what this can do for you. So um, if the stakeholders that you're dealing with don't understand where this can go, our first job is actually to educate them.
0: Yes. All right. And okay, fine. So – now you you brought with you to the studio today uh, uh, the Pi Top. Yes. Is that what? Is that how to get the name right? Which right. is which pretty much looks like a laptop, and it's got uh, to me. It looked like there were two of them in there, two Raspberry. Is it just one Raspberry Pi or what? It's, w- it's, what is that?
1: It's um, So the pie top is actually uh, maybe a good story, just a, a quick story on that. Um, so the designer of the pie top uh, is a young gentleman by the name of Jesse Lozano. Um, and Jesse also has the same kind of passion for for STEM education, so math, science, and technology. And um, uh, he was obviously fl- filling around with the raspberry pie. And he thought to himself, what is the best way to get – a young student to play around with this Uh, because the Raspberry Pi board in itself is quite rudimentary. Um, You know, it's just a little computer board. You need wires and all sorts of, all sorts of goods. So he put together basically an ecosystem and built something called the Pi Top. Um, It's a Raspberry Pi powered laptop. Um, And you mentioned two uh, kind of boards uh, that, that you saw. The first is a Raspberry Pi board. And the second is actually for display. Okay. Um, and then, um, the actual PyTop comes with a whole lot of software. Um, so you've got, uh, a few programming languages. Um, you've got a whole library, um, with, um, textbooks. Um, you've got maths programs. There's quite a lot.
0: And what is the plan with that? Is that, is that, is that how you're wanting to distribute them? Or is that uh, a separate thing? The PyTop is,
1: well, they actually work together, and I think this is the beauty about uh, Raspberry Pi in terms of being cost-effective. So you can actually use the Pi by itself, uh, which is the very basic component. Or if a school can afford it, um, then of course we go into um, the Pi-top laptops and desktops, uh, which obviously come with with uh, it, it's it's a more uh, aesthetically pleasing um, sure. solution.
0: And what is the cost of that? I mean, do the thirty-five dollars for the for the card, but the Encased in the, in the pie top is, what are we looking at in terms of a cost?
1: So the, there's two variants. There's the desktop, which is, um, 2,500 Rand. Um, and then the actual laptop is 4,900 Rand.
0: Wow. Okay. Fine. So that's a bit of an investment to make there. Okay. Now, how, I mean, is this, a, is this something you're looking to have people get involved with or is it kind of, um, A, a project of the, of the company that you're, you're running or, I mean, if somebody wants to get involved, I know there are a lot of people, whether it's other businesses or individuals or, uh, how do people you know if, if this is something i'm excited about i want to get involved with or i want to contribute to what are, are there ways for me to do that
1: definitely uh if you go to our website www.rsonline.co.za um you can just email us and um either get hold of myself so that's melissa naidu um at rs components um or these various other avenues online um we've we've Actually, have um, a really great program for schools that want to get involved. So uh, we offer preferential discounts uh, for uh, ed- educational institutions, um, as well as free training programs for teachers um, if they'd like to take this into their schools.
0: Excellent, because I think that is a big issue. I've I've had over the course of the last couple of years um, a number of teachers get in touch with me who are. Very excited and and enthusiastic about doing something about with technology. And often they, you know, they're, they're running into the problems that you can imagine would exist. So I think this is a great way to get a conversation going about how do we, how do we bring something really tangible into the schools? Now you're going to have to give us that website again. You said www.rs. Online. Online.
1: rsonline.co.za.
0: .co.za. You'll get all the info on this program. So ultimately, In an ideal world, all going according to plan, what happens because of this?
1: Well, ideally, according to this, you know, we have a South Africa where um, you've got brilliant minds who are developing all sorts of inventions that will actually build our economy and our manufacturing industry um and our industrial industry um and actually grow the economy and also uh, i mean this kind of gives them the edge of being competitive with the rest of the world um you know instead of um you know looking on the sidelines while other people are designing and creating in- inventions why not us south africans
0: Absolutely. And I'd like to just, you know, echo that there are, there are two things that have been, are more and more proven around the world. One is when, when an area, a country has abundant, cheap internet access, prosperity follows because it gives you access to a global market. And, and likewise, when people know how to code and they have a basic understanding, they will, they become innovative. They, you know, they want to take it further, and and great things result. So those are two very very key things for, for a country like South Africa, where we have uh, a public system that's not keeping up with with the rate of change. These are these are two things we can get involved in. If we can help people get access to the internet, and if Google, Facebook, and Elon Musk have anything to do with it, that they will solve that problem, and then. The language of the future, coding. You know, if you've got access to the internet, you can code. There are amazing options open. All right, good. Well, my my guest today on digital influence has been Melissa Naidu from RS Components, talking about their program, utilising the R, the Raspberry Pi, getting that, uh, using that to stimulate education or, or or stimulating an interest in science, technology, maths. You know, getting more engineers out of our school system. And I and I wish you all of the best with your program going into the future.
1: Great. Thanks, Ryan.
0: All right, and thank you for being there and thank you for listening to Digital Influence. You just listened to the Digital Influence with Ryan White.
1: Cliffcentral.com